and welcome back to the Kentucky Journals of Truth. We are your hunters of the weird, wild, and true crime in the great state of Kentucky. Unfortunately, I'm not Kate. I'm Wes, just old Wes this week. Normally during our normal recording time, uh, the Fars uh, had a little bit of a health scare, but not to worry, they are A-OK. Nobody had the Rona, and uh, they certainly didn't want to bring it over here if they did have it. And so we were all uh, responsible adults and did not get together to record last week. And so it's just me right now trying to give you a little something because, friends, listeners, we appreciate that that you stick with us and you stick with me and our strange our our strange release schedule. We're we're not professionals. We are we're enthusiasts and we're glad that you're enthusiast about us. It's been a wild, wild fucking week, and I will not try to talk too much about politics because I know that puts some people off. It puts me off. I don't like to think about it, but I, all I do is listen to it. But uh yesterday, uh on the eighteenth, uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, the second woman to ever be on the uh, Supreme Court of the United States of America passed away. Uh, she was 87 years old. She was a feminist icon, a, a legal icon, just an all-around good person, great person. And she will be missed, and there's ramifications for her death uh, concerning politics right now that upset me, but I won't get into it. But I just want everybody to to take a moment to, if they don't know anything about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her her life and her career and the impact she had in the world, uh, take a moment, take a moment just to, to, to look her up and appreciate all, everything she did. She, uh, she changed a lot of shit. Uh, she changed, uh, even before she was in the Supreme court, if she never was even on the Supreme court, she would have changed a lot for women in, in the law industry and in the law career. Beyond that, uh, you can tell I'm a rambling piece of shit. I don't know how to t- do this by myself, <laughs> but we're going to get through it. You're going to get through it with me. It's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting month so far. I cannot believe it is already the 19th. Oh, boy, it's just passing right through your fingers, isn't it? Just just time. 2020 has been a hard one, but I am, I'm surviving it. I've got people I love, and I've got my friends, and I've got you guys. You've got us, hopefully. I hope we're helping you get through. Um, it's, it's pretty wild out there, no matter where you're from. Uh, speaking of wild... On, uh, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm not even going to have this shit queued up. You can hear my mouse click on, on, uh, <laughs> this is a great one. You, you've, you've remember, if you are a longtime listener, you'll remember our early episode. Well, I think one of the early first six that we did like Jesus a year before we even started releasing podcasts because I didn't know how to get them on the internet. We did one on the Hopkins County critter, which was a, uh, classic classic uh alien big cat sighting a flap and when i say alien big cat i don't mean like from venus uh i mean a cat where it shouldn't be a large predator cat where it shouldn't be Uh, you often get these in the united kingdom with people seeing what they believe to be panthers or some such in their their little neighborhoods when it just turns out to be somebody's big fat black cat or even their big tabby walking through a field ABCs, as they're called by in the skeptic community, are are really fun. But in in Tennessee and Knoxville, back on the tenth, and this is from US uh, USA Today, Tennessee authorities are looking for a loose tiger after reported sightings in Knoxville. And this was by uh, Kelly Krebs and Brittany Crocker of the uh, Cockney News uh, Knoxville News Sentinel. 
Welcome to the land of Jumanji. In a year that possibly can't get any stranger, officials say they are now looking for a tiger loose in East Knoxville, Tennessee. Local authorities are working with representatives with Tiger Haven, a big cat sanctuary in Kingston, Tennessee, to locate a tiger that might have been spotted by a Knox County Sheriff's Office deputy in the forks of the river, uh, forks of the river industrial park late Wednesday night. The deputy, Andy Wilson, was working a side job, uh, a, <clears throat> a side job at a business in the industrial park when he reported seeing a large cat rise out of the French Broad River, cross the street, and disappear into a dense wooded area, according to Knoxville Sheriff's Office uh, spokesman uh, Kimberly Glenn. After a brief moment of shock, he realized it really was a tiger, Glenn said. It went into a thick area of kudzu. Wilson reported the tiger to dispatch about 8.30 p.m. The animal control units of the sheriff's office and the Knoxville Police Department responded to the area, along with Tennessee Wildlife Resources Resources Agency officers and Tiger Haven representatives. Authorities even deployed a helicopter assistance search. In all, 15 to 20 people scoured the area uh, until midnight without seeing the tiger, Glenn said. On Thursday, the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency took over the effort. TWRA spokesman Matt Cameron said a second unconfirmed tiger sighting was reported after midnight along the river where the tiger was first reported. A trap baited with chicken was set last night, but was pulled this afternoon due to inactivity and the subsequent report of the cat a few miles away, Cameron wrote in an email Thursday afternoon. A wildlife officer is actively looking for the animal at this time. Cameron said the officials have yet to confirm a, a tiger sighting, and if there is a tiger on the loose, no one knows where it came from. All the tigers at, at Zoo Knoxville are accounted for, according to Zoo spokesman Tina Rowland. Mary Lynn Parker of Tiger Haven said the sanctuary has all of its tigers, too. Personal ownership of a tiger is illegal in Tennessee. State law only... Huh. State law allows only zoos, circuses, and, and commercial propagators, ugh, breeders, with a proper permit to own a tiger. But that doesn't stop people, Parker said. There's a lot of interest in the Tiger King series. The tiger exists and is caught. It will be taken to Tiger Haven. We have all the proper equipment to transport a tiger, Parker said. So if it was caught, we'd be able to load it in the truck and bring it to the sanctuary. Authorities warn that any large cat should be considered dangerous. And tigers are dangerous, guys. They are some huge monsters. They, uh, um, I've always been fascinated by tigers because they are one of the actual monsters in the world. They've been known to leap the uh, the height of a, of an Indian elephant to take a man off its back in the, and uh, I forget the mountain range, but again in the Indo Indo European area between where Russia butts up against Asia, they've been known where they have found grizzly bear tracks. They're European equivalent of the, of the grizzly. Um, have have come up they found these tracks come up to tiger tracks and then turn around because tigers have been known to predate on <laughs> on grizzly bears which is wild when you think about it it's pretty good and the thing is is that this kind of kind of has some precedent the again like they said especially since the tiger king everybody wants a damn tiger but this has been going on forever there are thousands there are thousands of tigers uh, in private private uh not sanctuaries, but privately owned in America, be it by by some ding dong uh, out with a trailer and a big old chain, or or a drug dealer who wants a uh, who wants uh, a prestigious animal. They're, they it happens. It is it is it it happens quite a bit. This is from the Washington Post. This happened 
back in, yeah, September 6, 2017, a Bengal tiger was shot dead after it wandered into a Georgian neighborhood and attacked a dog by Christine Phillips. Again, 2017, not that long ago. Brittany Speck woke up Wednesday to police lights and the sound of her dachshund going crazy in the backyard. She told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution she went to check on the dog and saw a tiger in her neighbor's yard. The tiger had been spotted about 6 a.m. on a highway in an Atlanta suburb, according to the Henry County Police Department. Police followed the big cat to Speck's neighborhood, where it ran toward the back of a house and jumped a fence. After the tiger jumped on the dog, the officers fired shots, Speck said. Her dog, Journey, is okay. Huh, good for Journey. Police said in a statement that with the tiger in close proximity to a school bus route in a densely populated area, officers made the decision to put the animal down with gunfire, fearing the occupants of the home could be in danger, as well as in other, others in the area. How the tiger had gotten there would remain a mystery for most of the day. Tigers are not indigenous species of Georgia. No shit, said Jerry Yoder, director of the Henry County Animal Care and, and Control. We don't have exotic tiger breeders that are licensed in the area, said the Washington Post. Zoo Atlanta and Noah's Ark Animal Sanctuary, a wildlife animal shelter in nearby Locust Grove, Georgia, both said the tiger did not belong to them. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported. The officials at the sanctuary said it had intended to tranquilize the animal and take it in after receiving reports of a loose tiger. Unfortunately, human life became a risk, became at risk, and the tiger was shot by authorities, Noah's Ark said on its Facebook page. By Wednesday afternoon, the authorities had identified the tiger's owners. In response to news reports, the company transporting the tiger reached out to a local enforcement Wednesday, local law enforcement Wednesday afternoon, according to police statement. The truck carrying the female Bengal tiger from Florida to Memphis had stopped overnight in Georgia when the tiger escaped unnoticed. Holy shit. <laughs> How do you not know when your fucking full-grown tiger gets out? <laughs> They're like eight fucking feet long, guys. A spokesman of the company, Feld Entertainment, which owned the Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus, told the Journal-Constitution that Susie, the six-year-old tiger, was owned by a circus presenter. Pet owners must obtain a license with the Georgia Department of Natural Resources to own a tiger. Federal law requires licensing with the U U.S. Department of Agriculture to own big cats. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service describes illegal wildlife trade as a multi-billion dollar industry that involves unlawfully harvesting and trading animals and plants or parts and products derived from them. Animals are usually traded for their skins and other body parts or as pets. Tigers, lions, and other big cats are popular in the exotic pet trade, but owning them endangers both the animals and the community, according to the Humane Society of the United States. In captivity, big cats suffer immensely from being confined to cages that are magnitude smaller than the vast distances they typically roam in the wild, according to the Humane Society's website. Allowing the private possession of these animals poses unnecessary and preventable risk to public safety and to the welfare of animals themselves. The organization has tallied 306 big cat attacks in 44 states from 1990 to 2012. The majority of them involved deaths and injuries to humans. Yeah, no shit. They're, <laughs> they're apex predators. You shouldn't own them. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that does set a precedent for the fact that there could, could be a tiger on the loose. Shit happens like this because there's a lot of ding-dongs out there. We, again, we've all seen Tiger King. I've, I've only seen the first episode, so I really can't comment. I, I I knew about that story a long time ago, and it's, 
could not relive it again. <laughs> but we have an update from two days ago on the NBCnews.com. Wildlife officials say tiger sighting near Knoxville was likely a bobcat by Wilson Wong. A week after a widespread search for an alleged loose tiger in Knoxville, Tennessee, wildlife officials said they now believe the mysterious animal sighting was likely a bobcat. Matthew Cameron, a spokesperson for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, which led the tiger search, said in an email on, on Thursday that the tiger sighting was a cause of mistaken identity. There have been many reports that there are no confirmed sightings, he said. A trap was initially set, however. It was removed and there was no activity. Last Wednesday, a Knox County deputy reported seeing a large cat that appeared to be striped and between 100, 150 to 200 pounds. Pretty fucking big. That wouldn't be a full-grown tiger. Again, I believe they can get about 800 pounds. Also, their urine smells like a, a buttered popcorn. Fun fact. I randomly said that one time when I first met the Fars when we were hanging out at the uh, at the game shop where I was very awkward and pre-medication. Just, we were talking about stuff, and I was just like, tigers. Piss smells like buttered popcorn, and then everybody had a good laugh, and I sank into the floor. Uh, Phil Kolkoff, Kolkoff, I'm sorry, Phil, you have a strange name, and I'm not smart enough to uh, pronounce it correctly. Animal director at Zoo Knoxville. It, it really bothers me that's Zoo Knoxville and not the Zoo of Knoxville or the Knoxville Zoo. That's eh, just me. Said that based on the deputy's description, it it if it was a tiger, it would be young. A tiger like that is oh. Over a year old easily. But like I've said from the beginning, it was most likely a bobcat. Bobcats are common in eastern Tennessee, Kolkoff said, adding that it was completely reasonable for an average Joe to have mistaken the big cat for a tiger. A cat is a cat is a cat. They move the same and they hide it the same, Kolkoff said. A young tiger could look like an adult bobcat. Typically, he said, bobcats are more spotted than striped and those in Tennessee are more gray. Zoo Knoxville said Thursday that they did not report any missing tigers and all tigers were accounted for. Tiger Haven, a big cat rescue in Kingston, did not immediately respond to requests or comment. The facility confirmed with Knoxville News Sentinel that they were not missing any tigers either as of last Wednesday night. While investigators have come up empty-handed in their tiger search, the mysterious cat has made an appearance someplace else, social media. In response to a trap for the tiger, which contained a grocery-bought chicken, a Knoxville Tiger joke account on Twitter said, LOL, y'all, actually think I will fall for that? <laughs> Since removing the trap, Cameron said we are not continuing the search for the tiger. Bobcats are still a, a big deal. I would not want to get one cornered. They are uh, they are nasty animals. I uh, I have a legitimate fear of big cats. Uh, be, probably will never, never encounter one, but as you know, I love making fun of Bigfoot people. Well, not not Bigfoot people, but people who actively go searching for Bigfoot and don't realize that what they're hearing out there is that those screams are, as you remember from our previous, uh, our last episode on uh, David Pilates, it's often a big cat scream. Pumas, which are cover, you know, jaguars and mountain lions and every, every lot, basically Pumas, the big the big cat here in in, in the uh, in North America, everything from puma to jaguar is a well puma, but yeah, they scream. They don't they don't make a they don't make a roaring noise like tigers or, or lions do. They scream, and so whenever I hear one of these uh, bigfoot hunter guys on one of their shows or on their podcasts describing where they went out to their favorite big bigfoot hunting spot, 
they hear a scream like a woman out, out in the woods and it freaks them out. It's like, yeah, it should freak you out. That's a fucking puma. That's a fucking mountain lion. And it will disembowel you and carry you up a tree to eat you. Um, I'd rather get fucked by a Bigfoot on. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I hope Bigfoot's a gentle lover. <laughs> I know a big cat wouldn't be. But... <laughs> But yeah, it, it shit happens. And also, you know, it, it occurred to me talking about uh, talking about how the, the sheriff's deputies saw it come out of the water. That would be tiger-like. Tigers love to uh, love to swim. They're very aquatic animals. Of course, we've got to tie this all back into yeah, Tiger King, which I watched the first episode of that because, again, I, I, a year or two back, I, I'd actually been following that just in a, kind of the news reports. Didn't know all the real crazy stuff. Best, uh, also the Carol Baskin stuff. Wow, I need to dig into that. But I, I knew about his antics, and of course he is Tiger King. Pardon, pardon Trump. I'm doing this real time. I should have done my research, and I like to use, I like to use use USA Today because they are use very good plain speech. Yes, from September 9th, twenty twenty. Tiger King star Joe Exotic formally requests pardon, including handwritten letter to Trump. Tiger King star Joseph Milando Passage, Passage, better known as Joe Exotic, is formally requesting a pardon. The former Oklahoma zookeeper who rose to fame as as the subject of the hit uh, Netflix docuseries was sentenced to 22 years in prison for his role in a murder-for-hire plot against his longtime rival, Big Cat Rescue CEO Carol Baskin, as well as for as for violating federal uh, wildlife laws. Yeah, no shit. One of the things I remember about when I watched that first episode was seeing all the amputees. Of course, uh, as as my brother's been on before, my brother's an amputee, and and I just, I know how he lost his legs. I could, I don't, uh, Tiger's worse. Tiger's worse than than how Neil, Neil lost his. <laughs> uh, wow. But there was a lot of, a lot of people with, with prosthetics. Who had worked there on Tuesday? Uh, Malando Passage, fifty-seven. Wow, he's a fucking ugly fifty-seven. Jesus uh, filed an application with the U.S. Department of Justice, in which his attorneys state that the former zookeeper maintains his innocence and was railroaded and betrayed by others, according to the Associated Press. Joseph is scheduled to be released from the Bureau of Prisons custody in twenty thirty-seven. Wow. However, with his uh, in quote compromised health, he will likely die in prison. Attorneys wrote in the. 257-page application. He humbly requests a pardon to correct the injustice he has experienced and to have the opportunity to return providing meaningful con- uh, contra- contra- con- contributions to community. <laughs> oh, boy. The AP reports that the application also includes several character affidavits, letters of support, various trial documents, and recording. And according to CBS News, a handwritten letter from Malano Passage to President De- Donald Trump. In the letter, which was published in full by CBS News, Milano Passage says that he voted for Trump in 2016 and asked the president to, quote, uh, grant me a miracle in the form of a pardon. If you have ever looked up uh, to anyone, it would be you. If I've ever looked up to anyone, it would be you, Milano Passage writes. Not because I need you to save my life, but because you stand for what you believe, no matter what anyone thinks. Ooh. <laughs> A spokesman for the Department of Justice told the AP it would be premature to comment on the application. That's 
That's pretty good. Meanwhile, this fall, Baskin has gone on to become one of several celebrity dancers vying for uh, the Mirror Ball Trophy on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars. When USA Today, at USA Today asked about Monando, losing my mind, I keep reading his name and it loses all meaning. Madondo Passages request for a pardon during a Wednesday virtual press conference for the dancing competition show. Baskin remained silent, declined to comment until an ABC moderator requested, requested the next question, which is actually pretty smart of her. Released in March, Tiger King uh, examines Maldondo Passage's life as the Greater, Win Greater Winwood Exotic Animal Park uh, site, referred to uh, as the GW Zoo, and his hatred for Baskin, whom he deemed a threat to his livelihood because of her advocacy for the Big Cat Public Safety Act which aims to abolish ownership of big cats as pets and the practice of cub petting. It's a fucking good idea. His malice for Baskin turned into an actual punishable offense when he allegedly hired someone to kill her. Maldondo Passage, Joe Exotic, let's call him fucking Joe, 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 Exotic, <laughs> Joe Exotic allegedly paid zoo handyman Alan Glover $3,000 to kill Baskin. That's fucking chump change for an assassination. Jesus Christ, you at least want 10000 Glover denies he planned to go through with the denies he planned to go through with the plan while Maldondo Passage claims the money was a donation so he could leave the zoo. Maldondo Passage was arrested in 2018 and found guilty of ni of 19 counts including attempted murder for hire, killing five tigers and the selling of lion and tiger cubs. In January, he was sentenced to 22 years in prison. In June, an Oklahoma federal judge handed over ownership of Maldondo Passage's zoo to Baskin. Ain't <laughs> that some fucking fucking irony and justice? Baldano Passage is currently housed at the Federal Medical Center, a uh, 15,000 inmate facility in, oh, no, 1,500 inmate, Jesus Christ, uh, 1,500 inmate facility in northwest uh, Fort Worth, Texas, according to prison guards, prison records. This is why I shouldn't do this by myself. Well, I hope he I hope he's not one of the guys that gets to like work with dogs and shit when he's in. That that's actually a pretty good therapy program for uh, inmates. Is working with dogs, but I hope not him because no telling what's going to happen there. But yeah, and I don't I really don't know about Carol Baskin and her supposedly uh, murdering her her missing husband, which is that, that's shady as fuck. But I I like to believe he's out on an island somewhere, just glad he got rid of her. Uh, oh, here's another one fun one that really. Really, here we go. I enjoy this. As you know, I love space bullshit. And what's a good one that won't make me have to read too much? I really shouldn't say this while I'm recording. Here we go. Life on Venus. Astronomers see a signal in its clouds. Uh, this is by Shannon uh, Sterone, Kenneth Chang, and uh, Denise Overby of the New York Times. It was published on September 14th, 2020. High in the toxic atmosphere of the planet Venus, astronomers on Earth have discovered signs of what might be life. If the discovery is confirmed by additional telescope observations and future space missions, it could turn the gaze of scientists toward one of the brightest objects in the night sky. Venus, named after the Roman goddess of beauty, roasts at temperatures of hundreds of degrees and is cloaked by clouds that contain droplets of corrosive sulfuric acid. Few have focused on the rocky planet as a habitat for something living. Instead, for decades, scientists have sought signs of life elsewhere, usually peering outward to Mars, and more recently at Europa, uh, Enceladus, and other icy moons of the giant planets. The astronomers who reported the finding on Monday in a pair of papers have not collected specimens of Venusian microbes, nor have they snapped any pictures of them. 
But with powerful telescopes, they've detected a chemical, phosphine, in the thick Venus atmosphere. After much analysis, the scientists assert that something now alive is the only explanation for the chemical source. Some researchers question this hypothesis, and they suggest instead that the gas could result from unexplained atmospheric or geologic processes on a planet that remains mysterious. But the finding will also encourage some planetary scientists to ask whether humanity has overlooked a planet that may have once been more Earth-like than any other world in our solar system. This is an astonishing and out-of-the-blue finding, says Sarah Seeger, a planetary scientist at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and an author of the papers, one published in Nature Astronomy and another submitted to the Journal of Astrobiology. Oh, that's neat. If they will, it will definitely fuel more research into possibilities for life in Venus's atmosphere. We know that is an extraordinary discovery, said Clara Sousa Silva, a molecular astrophysicist at Harvard University whose research has focused on phosphine and another one of the authors. We may not know just how extraordinary without going back to Venus. Going, have we been to Venus? I know the Russians have been to Venus. Though. The Russians had a, have very, had the CCP, CCCP, had a very interesting uh, methodology for, for their probes and their satellites. It was just get it up there and see what it does. Whereas NASA will take uh, decades, will take 10, 20 years to to do it right the first time and get the most bang for your buck the first time. The CCCP and the would just send shit <laughs> up and see if it stuck. Uh, they they sent, I think, at least one probe and landed it on Venus, and it lasted less than 15 minutes, I do believe. The atmosphere destroyed it, but there we do have, we do have pictures of the uh, surface of Venus. It's, it's, uh, it's, Actually, fairly Earth-like, besides the fact that everything looks it's all a rocky deathscape that's etched by acid. I'll, I'll try and post some pictures of that in the, uh, in the description. Sarah Stewart Johnson, a planetary scientist and head of the Johnson Biosignatures Lab at Georgetown University. Jesus Christ, I went to the wrong fucking... <laughs> who was not involved in the work, said, There's been a lot of buzz about phosphine as a biosignature gas for exoplanets recently referring to the search uh, for life on worlds that orbit other stars. How cool to find it on Venus. She added, Venus has, a, has been ignored by NASA for, for so long, it's really a shame. David Grinspoon of the Planetary Science Institution in Tuscan, Arizona, who was not part of the work but has long promoted the possibility of life in Venus's cloud, said, that's pretty damn exciting. Yes, it is. The work needs to be followed up, he said, but this could be the first observation we've made which reveals an alien biosphere and, what do you know, it's one of the closest planets to home in the entire cosmos. Jim Bridenstein, the uh, administrator of NASA, responded to Twitter, responded to the finding on Twitter saying, it's time to prioritize Venus. But Venus is one of the most beautiful objects in the Earth's sky, but at a closer glance, the less lovely it becomes. Often called Earth's twin, Venus is roughly the same mass as Earth. Many scientists think that Venus was once covered in water and possessed an atmosphere where life as we know it could have flourished. In earlier days of the solar system, Earth was not so habitable to the likes of us. There was life here then even an entire biosphere that did not survive the oxygen-rich environment that later developed. And much as Earth over time became a home for jellyfish, ferns, dinosaurs, and homo sapiens, 
Venus was transformed by something into a hell. <laughs> Today, the second planet. Well, we're actually doing that right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm not... No, no sad stuff. No sad stuff. The fucking eastern seaboard's on fire. Today, the second planet from the sun has an atmosphere stifled by carbon dioxide gas and, and surface temperatures that average more than 800 degrees Fahrenheit. The dense atmosphere of Venus exerts a pressure of more than 13, 1,300 pounds, 1,300 pounds per square inch on anything at the surface. Yeah, so that, that's why those, those Russian probes didn't last very long. Uh, that is more than 90 times the 14.7 pounds per square inch at, at sea level on Earth, or the equivalent of being 3,000 feet underwater in the ocean. It is hardly a place that makes visiting or research easy, although that doesn't mean people haven't tried. Space programs have tried dozens of robotic missions to Venus, many of them in the Soviet Union's Venera series. Oh, yeah. But the planet eats metal within minutes, melting down and crushing spacecraft that could have landed there. Of all those attempts, only two managed to directly capture images of the planet's surface. Whereas frigid Mars is currently rigged, ringed by orbiters and prowled by NASA rovers, Venus is being studied only by one probe, the lonely Japanese spacecraft, Akatsuki. I'm sorry, Japan. I'm, I'm a hillbilly from Kentucky. Future missions to the planet are still mere concepts. Although the surface of Venus, this is why I shouldn't choose the fucking New York Times. This is going on a while. Although the surface of Venus is uh, like a blast furnace, a cloud, la cloud layer just 31 miles below the top of its atmosphere may reach temperatures as low as 86 degrees Fahrenheit and has a pressure similar to that at the ground level of Earth. Many planetary scientists, including Carl Sagan and Harold Murowitz, who proposed the idea 53 years ago, have hypothesized life may exist there. Jane Greaves, an astronomer of Cardiff University in Wales, set out in June 27 to test the hypothesis using James Clerk Maxwell Telescope in Hawaii. Well, guys, I'm not going to finish this because this, this actually has a, I'm going to link this. This is actually a very good article, but it's more fun to read than have uh, me, uh, me not really be able to uh, pronounce most of the things in it. But no, it's 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 an interesting idea. It's uh, as as a nerd who has read sci-fi all of his life and a lot of you know, semi-hard sci-fi. There have been ideas about floating aerostat cities, big big floating cities in in the uh, cloud layer above Venus, or even in say Jupiter, which is a gas giant. This is not unlike the uh, cloud city on Bespin in uh, in Star Wars. That's uh, the, the basic idea is that it's just floating there. And there actually is a paper I read a long time ago that two NASA scientists wrote on their own time about the, the feasibility of just floating these giant air-filled uh, balloon cities just in the upper atmosphere of, of Venus and just, you know, bobbing along. You don't, you don't actually have to land. You don't have to build anything. And, and what's even better about it is, is that when you leave, when you take off from the aerostat, you're you're further up in the gravity well. You're further up in the atmosphere, so it takes less energy. It takes less fuel to get out of there. So that's that's a really interesting idea. And I I oh man, it makes me so mad that that it's 2020 and we've we've been we've had the capacity to land on the moon since the 60s. We don't have a base up there. We don't have. I don't know. We we really, in my opinion, we we've really just 
stumbled on that and because we can't get our shit together as, as a society, as a, as a species. Uh, I should be able to fucking go to the moon and go to the moon. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. But that's fascinating. I, I love the idea that, that there could be microbial life in the atmosphere of Venus because people have been, you know, actual scientists like Carl Sagan and then also just in every, every science, every decent science fiction writers has talked about that. I love the idea that there might be a, oh man, I want there to be like, yo, you remember, you remember our, our episode on the, uh, on the uh, meat shower in Eastern Kentucky and you know, I got to talking about sky squids and stuff. Oh, that would be great if they got there and there were, there were the actual like, like floating sky squids living in the, uh, in Venus's atmosphere. That would have been rock on. Oh boy, why do I do this by myself? Oh, I'm not going to get into it, but there was a, an article I, I at least saw the headlines for where they're theorizing that there could be life in life that could actually survive within the corona of a star. I'm not going to read that because I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably uh, losing you right now. This would be a good one to go to sleep to guys. This, this is going to be my special, uh, my special uh, sleep podcast for everybody that you can listen to and drift off to sleep. Uh, except for the clacking of my keyboard. Okay, here's a good dumb one. Here's a good dumb one that I hope uh, you haven't heard of, but oh boy, it's fun. This is from the New York Post, so it's a little trashy. Gotta love New York Post for some trash. Dentist who extracted tooth on hoverboard sentenced to 12 years in prison. And this is from September 16, 2020 by Jackie Sallow. And oh man, there's the video. Oh no. Oh no. He he live streamed it, I think. Oh no. <laughs> An Alaska dentist who extracted a patient's tooth while riding on a hoverboard has been sentenced to 12 years behind bars for that stunt and other wheelie pad crimes. Oh, fuck you, New York Post. <laughs> Seth Lockhart was sentenced to money in Anchorage Superior Court on dozens of charges that stem from actions that range from his scooting antics to Medicare, okay, that's what got him, Medicaid fraud and removing a patient's teeth while without their permission. The Anchorage Daily News reported, okay, so he, that's what he got fucked over for. It wasn't, it wasn't the wheat. It was, it was fraud. It was fraud and, and basically assaulting people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically what it is when you take somebody's teeth without their permission. He was convicted back in January on charges of reckless endangerment, illegally practicing dentistry, and medical assistance fraud. In reviewing all all of this over and over again, uh, I, I have this visceral response: "You darn near killed some some people." Judge Michael Wolverton said in handling handling the sentence. The court heard testimony at his trial from patient Veronica Wilhelm, who was sedated while he was recorded performing her tooth extraction, her tooth extraction on a hoverboard in July 2016. In the cell phone video, Jesus, dumb, dumb fuck. In the cell phone video, Lockhart said, "Could be Lockhart could be seen riding away from the procedure with his hands triumphantly in the air." Yeah, he's, he, I, yeah, you, you should watch it. He's a, he's a real piece of shit. He allegedly texted a video of the stunt to at least eight people, joking that it was a new standard of care. NBC News reported, Lockhart, whose tennis license was suspended in 2017 was also ordered by the judge not to practice medicine during his 10-year probation once he's released from prison, the Anchorage Daily News reported. And I will goddamn tell you right now that as soon as he's in jail, they're going to use him for in-jail dentistry. <laughs> uh, that's the shit they do <laughs> in America's privatized <laughs> uh, penal systems that he's going to probably end up... Uh, uh, 
<laughs> oh boy. What the fuck? Okay, this is one I just found, guys. This is this one I just found. Here's some true crime bullshit that deals with a little bit from Kentucky. Oh boy, this is from uh, CBS Chicago by German German Terry. That's an interesting name. September 16, 2020. Dismembered body parts found in suitcases that Markham police say manhauled all the way from Kentucky. Markham, Illinois. In a gruesome and horrific discovery, body parts were found uh, inside suitcases in South Suburban Markham on Tuesday. Police said the body parts were hauled all the way from Kentucky on a ground bus. Motherfucker. <laughs> and the family of the man who came, and the family of the man came with them who had no idea. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm learning this just as you are, guys. As CBS, CBS 2 uh, German Ter- Terry reported, the, the family members were at the police station in Markham until late Tuesday night answering questions. Terry is told they were cooperating with the investigation. Police said the, the man's family suspected something was strange about the suitcases. Were, were they leaking? <laughs> were dogs really interested in them? But no one expected the body parts that ended up being discovered in them. Meanwhile, Markham police spent much of the day Tuesday outside a house uh, at, 160, at 164th and Wood Streets. Neighbor David Scott did not think much of the police officers across the street at first. I went to the store, and by the time I went to the neighborhood store, came back, and that's when I saw the yellow tape from the crime scene, Scott said. I knew something was bad that that happened then, but Scott, along with the family who lives in the house, did not realize how bad things were. Markham Police said the, the homeowner's son recently came to visit from Kentucky. He brought with him luggage Two, three bags, said Markham. Police uh, Chief Terry White. Inside the heavy luggage was the dismembered body parts of a woman. Oh, and there we've got, there we've got our violence against women. Jesus Christ. Police said the man boarded a Greyhound bus in Louisville, Kentucky, trailing, traveling more than five hours with the body parts to the Chicago Greyhound station at 630 West, West Harrison Street. His family picked him up and brought him and those bags to the house of Markham. That's even more crazy. Traveling body parts, Scott said. Chief White insisted the family did not realize what was in the bags, but after a few days, it became odd when the man never unpacked, <laughs> but kept guarding the suitcases. There were some early reports of a foul odor coming from the bags, White said. On Tuesday morning, the man left the house and headed to the public library, Markham leaving the suitcases behind. At that point, family members finally opened one suitcase. A human body part was discovered, White said. They immediately backed away and called police. Yeah, no fuck, Jesus. Police found several chopped up body parts of one woman, the result of a crime they believed happened in Kentucky, but unraveled in Markham. You see stuff like this on TV, Scott said. You don't see stuff like this from, from across your street neighbor. The suitcases were in the Markham home for several days. On Tuesday night, investigators from Markham, the FBI, and Louisville were all looking at the case. Terry is told the body could be linked to a woman reporting missing from Louisville last week. The man, who has not been charged with the crime, remained in custody Tuesday night. Holy shit. Wow. I, ooh, I don't know if I can top that one, guys. That is something else. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. Well, I hope that I have not made too much of a dog's lunch of this. But you keep sticking with us, don't you? And I, we really, I, I, I'm not being sarcastic. We really do appreciate 
everyone that interacts with us. We appreciate the downloads. We appreciate everyone who listens. Um, when I started making this thing a while back, I never, I, I never thought we'd get more than a handful. And we don't have a lot, but but you guys are consistent. We have, I can see from the numbers that we always have a, a consistent number of people always coming back and, and listening. And I really do appreciate it. It's 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 good to know I'm not just yelling out into the into the void. You can, I guess this is my shitty outro. Uh, our website is anchor.fm slash KCOT, which I'm on right now reading my, my contact details because I can never remember them. Yeah, find us on Facebook at Kentucky Kernels of Truth. And that is with a C, like a bird kernel, uh, like a like a piece of popcorn in your taste. Uh, I said that one time at Cater's Pot. Oh, I love Kate. I love all of my, all of my co-hosts. I'm not sure they love me. They don't, I don't deserve it. <laughs> Email us at Kentucky kernels of truth at gmail.com. Oh, tweet us at, at of kernels, Instagram, Kentucky kernels of truth. Uh, leave us a message at one, two, seven, zero, six, eight, one, two, eight, six, nine. And I actually do uh, encourage you to call Kate during business hours. Just, just, just over and over again. Just, just, just ring, make, make that phone ring off the hook. Um, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Cause she'll, she'll be mad at me. I don't want that. And you can voice message us. I, I, we have yet to receive one on the website, but there is a link in the show notes. That's I, that I both always repost, but is also auto generated that you can, you can just send us a, a message directly over the anchor website. And if you have a question, if you have a story, if uh, you just want to say hi, go ahead. Uh, you, I, I'm going to say now that anything you send to us, you you are giving us implicit permission to reproduce, to to replay on the podcast. To host, so hopefully, it's just something nice. But this is this has been uh, this has been been rambling for about 45 minutes. And hey, fuck all y'all, but I love you a whole lot. You have a good weekend.